Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson. We are back again and talking about scaling and why we can't grow and scale without trust. And my guest today is Maureen Condon. She is the principal of Precision Marketing Group and very, very interesting kind of a blend of journalism and corporate communications background. And uh, she was a columnist for Metro West Daily News for 12 years. She wrote a monthly series called Right on the Money. She was also a reporter for a couple of different newspapers. And then that led into the marketing world. And so we talk, we, we talk about some really, really interesting things in this conversation about the, the agency that Maureen has built. And we start off talking about, again, the dip, this area that we go through where anytime we're implementing a long-term kind of marketing strategy for clients, there's this area that we go through a period in time where we can put in all the effort in the world and most likely we're not going to see the results of our efforts yet. And so Maureen gives her perspective on how we can generate some quick wins during that time to kind of keep the client on board and mentally and emotionally engaged in the process so that they see some quick wins along the way and help them get through that dip, right, that period. We also talk about why we as the agency owner don't necessarily have to keep up with all the latest marketing trends, right? So how do we lean on our people? How do we build systems into the business to keep track of those new marketing trends rather than having to take all that burden on ourselves? We also talk about how Maureen's team specializes internally to keep service levels high, but still offer kind of a range of services, right? So typically with a... Um, with what would you call a kind of a full service, full, uh, full service type of agency, you'll end up being good at maybe one or two things and just kind of okay at the others. So the answer to that usually is specialization, which means the entire agency has to specialize. And I'm a very firm believer in that as well. But Maureen wants to provide more of a full service within a very specific range of types of clients. And so what she's done is specialized roles within her team so that quality stays high and she has internal specialists, almost like a doctor office would have a team of specialists that each are at the top of each of their respective fields. But as a, as a group, they can provide a range of services, but each one of them are super high quality in and of themselves. So this is very difficult to pull off. It's definitely not for everyone, but it is to me the best way. If you're going to offer kind of a range of services, to me, it's really the only way to make sure that quality stays high. And so we talk about that with Maureen. We also talk about their tagline, which to me is like the best tagline I've ever heard for an agency. And it goes something like this anyone can measure marketing in adjectives. We track it in dollar signs. Now, here's why I love that. Not only is it, uh, it uh, got some cojones behind it, but what I love is that the specific mention of anyone can track marketing in adjectives. And I find that a lot of us fall into that trap. You know, everything is awesome. It's powerful. It's engaging. It's the, and when, but when you really strip it down, what we find is a lot of it is just the language that we're using around something. We're using a lot of adjectives to describe something rather than using hard nouns and verbs, right? And anytime I see a lot of adjectives in my own copywriting or in somebody else's, I, red flags go up to me because that tells me that the big idea behind that concept is not powerful enough to just state on its own with clear black and white 
nouns and verbs, right? Anytime you find yourself starting to reach for adjectives, uh, to me, that's a sign to go back to your big idea and work on refining that. So uh, one, of my, one of my favorite influences in marketing, Todd Brown, gives this great example of like, hey, if you're trying to sell something about how to grow tomatoes, if you find yourself going to how to grow big, red, juicy tomatoes, how to grow 17-pound tomatoes, how to, how to grow tomatoes that don't stop growing, like all these things, like all these adjectives, you know, big, red, delicious, juicy, whatever, those are all adjectives, but the core idea is the same. It's how to grow tomatoes, right? So what we need to do is if we find ourselves looking at adjectives, go back to the big idea, go back to the root idea of what we're trying to say and look at refining and making that more powerful and compelling and arresting and surprising because that's, if we can put it in terms of just plain black and white nouns and verbs and it hits the client and they go, yes, that's what I need. That's when we know we've got, we've got our big idea. So that's why I love the tagline from Maureen's agency. That being said, let's jump into the conversation. I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this, whether you're a coach or consultant or whether you're an agency owner, this conversation is for you because we talk about why we can't grow or scale without trust. So without further ado, here's Maureen. First of all, Maureen, officially welcome to the UX podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we're so very, very, very excited to chat with you. So tell people, because I, you know, obviously we covered kind of your credentials and background in the official intro, but uh, when, when people ask what you do, what do you tell them? So we like to position ourselves as an outsourced marketing department for mm. entrepreneurial B2B organizations. So we really like to be in the B2B space um, and we work a lot with manufacturers, technology companies, and professional services organizations. So some of that is... Um, the reason for that is really it's, it can be a complex sort of sophisticated sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the marketing programs we put together can really be valuable in that, in that context. So. Yeah. Well, and, and you guys are, you've gone really, really deep on a couple of things. So HubSpot, Mm-hmm. Gone deep, especially into into manufacturing. But yeah. let's talk about the kind of the entrepreneurial part of it a little bit because this is uh, like I I pretty much exclusively sell to entrepreneurs. I've got a couple of larger organizations where the entrepreneur essentially was sold on the service, but got somebody else to pay for it, right? Okay. Which is a little bit different. So I, I almost had an, had an advocate within the organization. So I, I don't do a ton of like traditional key account selling. What right. have you guys found as you've transitioned to doing more of that? So we, we definitely have started, our sweet spot always has been those entrepreneurial organizations where the owner of the business is still involved mm-hmm. in some capacity, even if they've kind of easing out, um, they are definitely involved and have that. We just love working with entrepreneurs because they've built this baby. They have the passion for it. Um, they tend to be very expert you know, in whatever their business is. They tend to be deep experts. Um, so that's really enjoyable to work with. Um, and, and as we've grown, we've definitely moved more into some um, account selling. And the, the bottom line is it's, it's still... A lot of it does still relate, but it is really different when you're selling to someone and it's not their money. Um, (laughs) Yes. They might be managing a budget, but it's different when it's an entrepreneur. Um, So you still want to get great results, but it definitely is a little bit of a different thing. And one of the things I've definitely noticed in account selling is that um, you want to make that person look really good in their organization. So Mm -hmm. the agenda is a little bit different. You want to make sure that you're making them look really good. And you also have to really make sure that you're giving them all the information they need to uh, deliver, to, to report back to their superiors, to the C-suite, 
about the results. So you sort of have this, you're playing this game of telephone a little bit, you know, your direct contact in an account. Um, you want to make sure that they're able to tell that story if you don't have direct access at the C-suite. Um, so that's, it, it's a unique challenge and it's, you know, it's one I like to think about, but, um, but we love the entrepreneurial organizations because you're kind of right there at the, at the C-suite directly. So. Yeah, I, I love that space. I, I like people that make decisions quickly. Yes. They, they're, they're very visionary. And mm -hmm. what I find is like with, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. This is one of the, like the skill sets that, that fascinate me. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this skill set. I think Dan Sullivan calls it putting concepts together. So in other mm -hmm. words, it's, it's kind of the core skill that underlies like strategic thinking. The ability like to that. take something that's very tactical and kind of extract the principle out of it and be able to apply it in other areas. I think entrepreneurs tend to be stronger at that. And so to me, it's a lot easier to sell something like a marketing plan that's strategic and principles-based, right, right, to someone that's already strategic and principles-based rather than someone that just lives in the world of tactics and internal politics of an organization. So true. That is so true. Yeah. You have, you have some great conversations with those visionary entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they, ha they just have different priorities. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love it. All right, so let's talk about the one of the fascinating things, and, and we we're like we all deal with it. Agency owners, um, a lot of the audience for the show is also professional service owners, like business coaches and yes. consultants, and we all deal with this. Which is, we sign up a client, they're super excited about the results they believe they're going to get. We know the results are going to come at X point, whether that's twelve to eighteen months out, you know, like like mm -hmm. in a podcast case, for example. Right. So there's always going to be a dip there where we're doing a lot of work, and maybe even they're doing a lot of work. And they're not yeah. seeing the results hitting their bank account yet. Not that they don't have leads necessarily, yep. but it's not hitting their bank account yet. How, right. how do you guys deal with that? So that is, you nailed it. That is such a common challenge that we run into with our, with our clients. Um, and we've, in the past couple of years, we've started to, I think one thing that's critical is in the sales process and in the onboarding process is to make sure you're setting clear expectations about mm -hmm. what can be achieved when and what, what we're all working towards together. We have also incorporated over the past couple of years what we call quick wins. So we approach the onboarding of a client in a way where we combine the strategy setting, the foundation laying with some quick, tactical, practical wins that are designed most often because we're a marketing agency at driving qualified leads. Yeah. So the way we approach that is you know, let's take what you have, whatever you have. Do you have an asset? Do you have a webinar? Do you have an ebook? Something that we could take and really promote the heck out of it um, in ways that maybe you haven't yet. Maybe through some paid programs or paid social, paid search, um, you know, through the, some website, through social media, and try to get some reactivate an old asset is sometimes a nice quick way because you don't have to go through the whole creative process and, and produce production process. Yeah. So, or, you know, perhaps the client has, and I think maybe with your client base, they might have an event coming up, you know, how can we leverage the heck out of an event you have coming up to maybe get yeah. to Um So we try to just have a couple of quick wins in that first 90 days. We, we that first 90 days is such a critical time in the mm -hmm. engagement um, and if you can build trust and credibility, then, um, you know, you, you're, I think you're, you set the stage for a long engagement. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, and I think for, for a lot of marketing agencies, if you have the ability to do direct lead generation, like paid lead generation, that's an mm -hmm. amazing amazing quick win uh, right. for me without, without the ability or, and really, you know, we, we, that's just not our core competency. So we mm -hmm. don't do it. 
um, for me, it's, it's, I've noticed things like design makes a huge difference. So coming up with a design that they're excited about, then that generates a positive feedback loop from people in their audience. You know, they start getting all the positive, like, Hey, Oh, that's awesome. I see you. Like you, you seem like you're everywhere. Like, you know, they get all that positive feedback from their network. That's a quick win for us. Um, and then maybe getting some big names on their podcast that that's a big win. And, and of course, then you get the positive feedback from people in your world on that same thing. Um, but the design is always an interesting one. I noticed that in my, the agency I came out of before I started my own, which is like a video blogging agency. Um, the launch process, the thing that they talked about the most was what we all kind of internally thought was one of the lesser important things. Like, Hey, we let's, let's get content out and start generating leads from your, from your list. Um, the thing that they would most talk about would be the design. That's, of, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's one of those weird things where the thing you think that they care about or that they should care about isn't always the thing that they talk to other people about and tell other people about. Well, so it's always, yeah. And I think yeah. being tuned into that, it sounds like you were tuned into that, which I mm-hmm. think is, you can get in the zone and just do what you always do, but you have to uh, kind of gauge what does the client care about, you know, yeah. and what are they getting excited about? So if it's design, well, make sure you're presenting them great designs regularly, or if it's, yeah. easy, so finding their hot button, their sweet spot. But I think they want to see whether it's design or, or promotion of something in a paid capacity, like they just want to see a deliverable, something tangible happening in the engagement mm. rather than, you know, we're going to spend six months just building a strategy. No, no business has time for that anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, let's talk about um, kind of the long term, especially the, the operations of an agency like yours. Cause I mean, you guys have, you've been involved with HubSpot for 10 years. You've got clients you've had for 10 years, like really deep, ongoing relationships, which is awesome. And it's a testament to what you guys doing. It's also extremely difficult is, <laughs> you know, like there is a lot that goes into working with somebody long-term, you know, whether it's coming up with new things, just, and, and plus just keeping your own staff, just relentlessly executing week after week, month after month. Um, so what are the, some of the things that you've learned or picked up or some of the things that you guys do that you feel like give you an advantage? I definitely think um, that the, the keeping ideas fresh is really important, um, especially over the long term. And, and really, you know, having a long term view with your clients, you know, at the beginning of the year, where do we want to go this year together to have those conversations where you are just speaking the language of being part of their business. So they don't really, they stop thinking about you as a, a vendor and you really are part yeah. of the business and where are we going to go? But the fresh ideas is so critical. And I think we work with our team so much on this, on innovation and new ideas. And we cross pollinate with each other, you know, get the account managers together regularly to, to kind of generate some fresh ideas. And we stay, we, we stay up to date um, with new tech. You, it's almost impossible to keep up with everything that's happening in the marketing mm-hmm. space with all the tools and technologies. Um, but we've divided our team up to all, to all sort of have a specialty that they love. So where the, yeah. an area of marketing, maybe it's video, maybe it's interactive content where they can dive deep and get to know a space within marketing and bring ideas and tools to the team, which we can then bring to the clients because it's so easy to just get in the rhythm of, well, this is what we always do for clients. We do blogging, we do this, we do that. But to, to kind of every 90 days, take that step back. So what we like to do with our engagements, especially these long-term ones, is every 90 days have the accounting take that step back, pull my business partner and I in, you know, pull some other people in the company in and just say, okay, what else can we do for these guys? We've been doing this. 
what's everybody else doing on their accounts? So mm-hmm. having that space to get out of that, that, you know, treadmill of just always doing the same thing is really critical and keeps it, keeps the, I think it accomplishes two things. It keeps the engagement fresh for the client and they get excited, but it also keeps my team fresh and challenged. Um, yeah. Cause that's so critical. I mean, having a good team, we would not be successful without the team we have. So keeping them engaged and excited is, is just as important as keeping our clients excited and engaged. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and I love, I, I was going to ask if you, but you, you addressed it, which is you know, like, how do you keep up with, you know, all the, all the changes since things are really fragmenting is it's becoming more and more difficult to be, I mean, even a content marketing agency, oh. you know, um, I, I don't, I don't know how you stay on top of it. I, I have don't. one pack. <laughs> we <laughs> don't, yeah, we don't stay on top of it. And it's, I think the key, I mean, you just can't, like you cannot yeah. keep up with it. Yeah. Um, makes me feel very old and stale. And when I, every time I see all these new things happening, but we do our best to stay on top. And I think it's, it's choosing the right things for your clients and understanding that yes, I think this, there's always a new shiny new tool or technique out there, but you know, you have to be a strategic business person, you know, a strategic business partner for your client. And if you can do that and then apply those new strategies when they make sense, you know, having that foundation is critical. Having the business background, I think is critical. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, like kind of the, one of the interesting models that'll come, come up is like those of us that already like are running agencies or, or even professional services firms like the technology is moving so fast but there's there's a disconnect where like you've been in business long enough to know that the tactics come and go but the principles yes. stay the same yes but then you've got people that are coming in the talent that comes into your firm hasn't learned mm-hmm. that lesson yet they're, right. they're super tactic heavy usually yes. and they yes. haven't learned the principles yet so to me it's like it's it's that it's that combination of those two things mm-hmm. and bringing new flesh, fresh blood into your firm. That's going to bring the, the knowledge of the new tactics, but running everything through that filter of what we know about principles and strategies. And, mm-hmm. and to be able to me, that's, that's kind of where the a way to kind of bridge that gap. So we're not trying to keep up on the latest tactics all the time because it's impossible it, for us. It, it's true. And that's, I, I do, I, you hit on a hot button for me because I think that is <laughs> what we talk about with our team. And we have a team that's a combination of, you know, there's 15 of us on our team and, mm-hmm. Half of us have been in business, you know, have been working for almost 30 years and half of us are, you know, not even 30. Yeah. So, um, so it is an awesome combination because I, I think I have learned more from having 20 somethings working for me than I have, you know, being in business all these years. So I think it's, they bring the new ideas and technologies and tools and they're so comfortable with all of it and they are nimble and they move fast mm-hmm. but then you have that sort of whoa 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 does that make sense for the client from a business perspective and yeah. are they even going to understand those the language you're speaking you know a lot of our clients don't they don't understand marketing and they definitely don't understand all the tools and technology so we have to speak a business language so we we really help each other a lot I think um, having that blend with that blend is where the magic happens. I think. Yeah. hundred percent agree. That's, that's yeah. a great way to put it. Um, I, I love that I was able to hit the, uh, the, the hot button. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talk about it just all the time. Like, yeah. We don't, we can't get stale and you know, they have to learn the, the strategy. And I, and I yeah. love watching, I love watching my younger employees just 
get it and start to learn it. And mm -hmm. it's, it's exciting. Yeah, that is. Um, well, before I've got one, probably one good final question for you before we do, why don't you let people know how to connect and who the ideal client is they can keep an eye out for you? Yeah, so we love working um, in the B2B space, um, definitely with companies that want to do digital inbound marketing. That's, you know, the breadth of a lot of our services. We love entrepreneurial organizations, but you don't have to be entrepreneurial. Um, but we also love manufacturing companies uh, and professional services, particularly. We also do a lot in technology. So we love, you know, if you are a small um, marketing, you know, you're a one person show in your company trying to do all the marketing. It's just not possible. So you need a team to help you. We'll make you look great. Uh, and if you're an entrepreneur who has always kind of done your own marketing and you're ready to actually formalize it and, and have a real marketing program, we're definitely able to partner with you for that too. Love it. And then what's the, what's the website or the best way to, to contact and connect? Yeah, I would say precisionmarketinggroup.com. It's all spelled out the longest URL ever, precisionmarketinggroup.com. <laughs> and by the way, what, the, what they will find there is possibly the greatest agency uh, like intro tagline or, or slogan there, which is we, we, what is it? we don't measure it in adjectives. Anyone can measure it in adjectives. We measure it in hard numbers. Right, yeah. I love that because it's so true. Everyone has all kinds of adverbs and adjectives to say yeah. about how awesome their services and none of it means anything. Right, it doesn't, no one cares. <laughs> no, I always say this, no one cares. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's close out with this. Take, take me back to the, like the early days of the agency. Um, it, you know, it, maybe it was just you, maybe it was you and a very small team. Uh, how did you figure out what your own like unique skills and abilities that ended up being like the foundation that the agency came to be built on? What, what was it about what you did that you were able to really do better than other people? And how did you find that? So I think um, I, I, we run the agency. I have a business partner that we've been uh, business partners for 12, uh, 12 years now. Mm -hmm. And I think that relationship has honestly, my relationship with her has honestly been the, the backbone of the organization. And we are a yin and yang to each other, which is fantastic. Um, I, I bring a lot of strong communication and organizational skills to the table. And Susan, my business partner, is a true visionary, creative idea person. And um, it's just been a great combination. So I think we've learned over the years how to really, we can't, we're not both good at everything. So we learned really early what we each were good at. And uh, that was definitely challenging. And, and I think you have to set aside your ego and your pride in a lot of places to be like, you don't need to do everything. And someone can often do things better than you. Um, yeah. And I think learn have building that relationship first and then it allowed us to attract the right people to come work with us because we want people that we feel the same way we feel about each other so we have a fantastic team of people that um really in a lot of ways have allowed us they've allowed us to let go of all the things that we were holding on to and trying to do because we're the best people to do things and we're the only ones who know how to do things and you can't grow, you can't scale unless you let go and trust. Um, and we've, but you also can't let go and trust if you don't have quality people surrounding you. So yeah. we've gotten really good at surrounding ourselves with quality clients and quality employees and quality partners like HubSpot. Um, so it's been not only successful, but really fun and worthwhile. So. Yeah, I love it. That might be the quote of the episode. You can't grow and scale without trust. Right. So true.
Love it. Well, Maureen, this is fantastic. I know people, you know, whether like my audience is a combination of agency owners, coaches, consultants, but I mean, the the concepts that we talked about and the experience that you share and the things that you've learned applies to all, you know, everybody that's listening to this. So I hope people got a ton of value out of it. Go check out precisionmarketinggroup.com. And uh, and Maureen, just want to thank you again for, for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much, Matt. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I love talking with you. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at PursuingResults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.